You're listening to The Course Creator Show, the podcast all about building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that gives you freedom and lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a Canadian mom of two, a speaker, a real estate investor, a reality TV lover, and an online business strategist who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs create, launch, and scale their digital course businesses. Let's dive into this episode. What's up? Welcome back to the Course Creator Show. It's Gemma here. Really psyched that you're here on this episode today. Okay, I don't mean it to be like a downer episode, but let's talk about why course flops happen. And what do I mean by that? I mean, you try and launch a course, you have a what you think is a great idea, you put it out there, and you don't make any sales, right? Maybe you make one, and then, I don't know, maybe you refund that person if you hadn't even created the course yet. We want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. I... I have had my fair share of, you know, campaigns or launches or promotions that did not meet my expectations for sure. When I launched my very first course for the very first time, it was called the Blog Monetization Blueprint. Uh, Don't ask me why I named it that. It seems like a mouthful to me now when I look back on it. Um, But essentially, I was teaching bloggers how to monetize their blogs, which is something I'd been doing for like the five years before I launched it. And I will say it wasn't a total flop. I made, I did make like a couple thousand bucks from that launch. To me at the time, it felt like I had won the dang lottery. It was like this incredible feeling. I think there were reasons why it did well. Like, first of all, you know, I solved a decent problem. I had experience in this field and I had been working for a while at cultivating an audience of bloggers. So I sort of had the recipe there for the beginnings of some success. Uh, But since then, I have certainly had times when, yeah, sales just didn't go as I had expected or just didn't meet my goals. But even more than that is that I have watched other entrepreneurs launch courses, courses that could be great. And the problem is that they just don't know how to launch. Like you can be an expert in your industry, in your niche, in your topic, and you can put together an incredible program. But if you don't have like the digital marketing savvy or the digital marketing chops, you know, to be able to successfully and strategically run a live launch or a promotion, it's your course just is not going to get into the hands of the people who need it and you won't make sales and it'll feel really disheartening. It'll feel crappy. You'll want to throw in the towel. You might say things like, well, courses don't work in my industry, which I have learned, you know, from working with so many people in different in different niches, that that really isn't the case. It's usually something to do with the marketing or the offer. And, you know, that's not your fault too. Like you're an expert in your thing. You're not necessarily an expert marketer yet. And that is what I really do inside of my programs with my students is get them to a place where they are savvy marketers. And when you pair that with being an expert in your field, well, that's when the magic happens. So let's talk about why course 
failures happen. Like you've tried launching a course, you didn't make any sales, here's why. Could be one of these reasons, okay? And this is not an exhaustive list, but I would say these are the top reasons that I see um, and, and maybe some of the mistakes that I see people making, okay? Number one, it comes down to audience size. You didn't have a big enough audience. So I know that there are people out there who are like, yeah, launch a course even if you have no audience. Okay, we we know this is not true, right? We need people to sell to. You can't open up a bricks and mortar store and have a grand opening with no customers coming through the door, right? We need people. We need bodies. We need people watching us, consuming our content, you know, listening to what we have to say in order to be able to make a buying decision. So you didn't have a big enough audience. Now, here's the here's the nuance here. The audience doesn't have to be that big. I have this rule of thumb that I really like my students to hit, which is getting to an email list of 200 subscribers before they launch their course. I find that is a really good benchmark where we have a big enough audience on our email list that we can test the waters with our course launch and see if we've like nailed the offer. If you have not started to grow an email list yet, I do get this question sometimes. People come to me, they're like, they've got like 2,000 followers on Instagram or something like that. And they're like, Gemma, I don't have an email list yet. And I look at their Instagram profile and I'm like, well, you've, got, you've obviously got an audience here. So what's cool about that is there are already people engaged with them, listening to them, and it's actually quite easy to build the email list with the launch activities that we do. And so I say, like, let's go ahead and launch because you're just going to utilize your Instagram audience and you're really going to try and move them over to your email list at the same time as launching your course. And it's all good. So that's number one, not having a big enough audience. And so it might mean if you're really starting from scratch that you're focused first on, you for you know, you're going to want to have a really good sense of what your course is going to be about, but then you're going to go out and do some list growth or audience growth strategies right off the bat uh, in order to start building uh, an audience that you can launch to. So that's thing number one. Thing number two, you didn't do any warm-up. What do I mean by that? A pre-launch might be another way to, to describe this, right? This is what I see so many people do. They go off They make the course quietly in the background. They don't tell anybody that they're doing it. They don't tell anybody that they're working on it. They don't give any hints, no behind the scenes peaks, no little, you know, trailer of what's coming up. They do it quietly in this like really introverted way, which I get it. I get it. Okay. I love me some introverted time behind my computer screen. All right. But then they come to the market, they come to their audience, and they suddenly announce the course. Like, it's open. Here it is. And nobody had any sense of what was coming. And what you've done is you've missed this really important time and this really important opportunity to educate your audience on stuff to do with your niche or industry or problem your course is going to solve and get them ready to make that buying decision. It's called a pre-launch. There's some really important mindset shifting, messaging stuff that we do during that time to get our audiences ready to buy. And you should have your audience so primed 
through that warm-up phase or that pre-launch phase that on the day you announce that the cart is open or your course is here for enrollment, there are people who were just waiting for you to say the words and they're buying right away because you've done so much of the heavy lifting in that warm-up period that you don't even need to have like traditional sales stuff because they were so sold based on all of those things in lead up. Okay, that's a huge mistake that so many new course creators make. No warm up period. Reason number three, your course flop might have flopped is that you did not do a live event during your launch. What do I mean by a live event? I mean a webinar, I mean a workshop, I mean a masterclass, I, it could be an open house Q&A over Zoom, it could be, I don't know, a little workshop series, little training, some kind of live event. Maybe it's even, I don't know, some, some lives on Instagram and you do like a, maybe it's one or it could be like some little series or something. My preference that we teach all of our students to do is typically a webinar. They still work. They're great. And here's the thing about live events. They do so much for your launch. They are getting people to build that know, like, and trust with you. When they show up and they hang out with you live, they're able to ask you questions. They're able to see that you're a real human who really knows what you're talking about. That goes so far in creating the connection with your audience, okay? The other thing it can do is demonstrate what you're like as a teacher. And this is particularly the case when we're talking about like webinars, workshops, masterclasses, trainings, that kind of stuff. You're giving people a sense of what it's like to learn from you. And when someone's buying a course, they're buying like an educational product, right? They want to see what you're like as an educator. This is going to go a long way in helping them make the decision to purchase your program. I see a lot of people skip over this part of a live launch because they're nervous, because they're scared that no one's going to sign up, no one's going to show up. They're scared of going live. Gemma, can't I just use a recording? Okay, I get that question a lot. The answer is no. <laughs> I mean, okay, theoretically, yes, you can use a recording. However, it's not going to give off the same vibe. And listen, I get it. I'm years into doing this type of work. I still get butterflies before I hit that go live button for any kind of like training or class or even the open house Q&A type of things. But I'll tell you what, after them, I always feel good about how they went. I always get messages from people thanking me for the event and I always get sales, okay? And even if the sales don't come through during the live event, they have they come through in the days following up from it because of what happened during that live event, okay? So that's number three, reason number three, you didn't do a live event. And reason number four, your course launch might have failed is because you posted on social a couple times, maybe you posted, you talked about it in stories, and that was the launch. That was your strategy. That is not enough to make the sale, okay? We know that, first of all, Instagram and the algorithm, 
does not show our content to our whole audience. It shows it to a tiny fraction. We also know that people, you know, maybe they see your content sometimes, but they're not checking every day. Only you know every single post that you're doing or every single story and every, you know, all the things that you've talked about. There's a minute chance that like other people in your audience are following along with every single piece of content you put out there, right? And in my experience, unless you have a really big audience on Instagram, doing just this little bit of content on Instagram is not enough to make the sale. You're missing other elements, okay, that are required for someone to make a purchasing decision to buy a course, especially when we're talking about courses that are like $500 and up, okay? Reason number, what are we at? Reason number five, you didn't make any sales of your course is that you did not include either a start date or a deadline or some some type of urgency for that cohort of students, whether it's your like founding group of students or, you know, you've launched for the second, third, whatever time and you're not making sales, you need to have some kind of deadline for people. There needs to be a reason for them to jump in now. We have talked about this before. You need to have some kind of urgency. This does not need to be fake urgency. Okay. We're not talking about like having fake deadlines, fake timers, fake anything. This is real stuff. So either it's like, a start date where the cohort of these students are going to start on a certain day all together. And there's like a community vibe that's happening with it's sort of a live rollout of the course. That is a deadline. Maybe there was a price deadline where the cost was going up of the program as of a certain day. Those can work incredibly well, especially if you're like raising the price on a course or something like that. Uh, maybe you have something that I often do with my launches is I'll have like some live workshops, like the students who purchase before a certain deadline, get a ticket to a live workshop that I'm going to be doing in the coming weeks. So there needs to be some kind of reason for your student to purchase now. I see this all the time. People come to the market with their course. They think, ah, oh my gosh, here's my course. I'm so excited to share it with you. Here it is. Buy it. But there's no real, I know we can like develop this sort of internal urgency and really share with people why they need to like solve that problem now in terms of what our course problem solves. But you, you really need to have an external reason, deadline, piece of urgency there to really encourage people to take action, okay? Really important. Number six was that you didn't clearly define your unique method to solving the problem that your course solves. You are not selling a library of content in your course. That will not work. What you are doing is sharing with people your specific proprietary method, framework, approach to get them the results. And this could be a method that you used and came up with where you solve the problem in your own life. Maybe you have used it with clients. Maybe you have had other people test it and it's a proven methodology. 
I want you to really think about that and think about what makes your approach different from the other people selling courses in your field. And you need to get clear on that so that you can message that to your audience so that they understand why they should choose you over someone else. Hard to do, but really important. Number seven, your course might have flopped because you did not position yourself as an expert in your field and show up with your credentials and your street cred, okay? I see this so often. We try, like people are trying to be humble. We don't wanna brag, right? We don't wanna like seem full of ourselves. We don't wanna like come across too strong. And so we don't share some of the credentials that we need to in our bios, across our marketing messaging, on our sales pages, right? And in a sea of creators out there with more and more courses coming to market every day, I need to feel convinced on why I should buy from you. And I see this so often. I will go and like do an audit of someone's sales page, right? For my students inside of my course creator school program. And, or maybe maybe it's like a client I'm working with or something. And I go down to their sales page and I scroll to the bio section and it tells me a little bit about them and their story. And that's, that's so great. We do want to be relatable. But I also want to feel a little blown away by your, your credibility. <laughs> like, tell me any, tell me your academic background. Tell me any awards you've, uh, you know, received. Tell me places you've been featured. If you have any like as seen on press logo type things. Tell me how many clients you've worked with. Tell me how many years you've been doing this kind of work, right? Tell me those things because it stacks up for me as a potential buyer to feel like, okay, yeah, I do want to work with this person because they're coming to the table with some experience. They're not just someone who has, I don't know, used like Google and AI to put together a course about this topic, but really don't know what they're talking about. Do not feel like you are going to come across as full of yourself. It's positioning you as the expert you are in your space. And you need to make that clear. Imagine you are giving your TED talk. What is the bio that the person who's introducing you is reading? I want that bio on your sales page. Okay? Important. All right, the last one I want to talk about, the final reason why your course might have flopped. If you know me, you know I love email marketing. This is my jam. It's how I've built my seven-figure business. You didn't send out any emails, right? Email marketing is so important. This is where you are going to make the majority of your sales. It is where, you know, so much like education can happen. So much connection can be built via email. And it is where the clicks happen. People view your sales page and they make the purchase. I see it again and again and again with my own business. It doesn't matter how much I grow my Instagram or how many more listeners we have on the podcast or whatever it might be, 
the majority of the sales come through my emails. So if you're not sending out any emails, if you didn't send out any emails during your pre-launch or your, your live cart you know, time during your launch, like that was a mistake. You need to send out some emails. I don't care if your list is 50 people, 300 people, 3,000 people, you need to have an email marketing strategy. And listen, if your email list is tiny, guess what? Doing the launch in the way that I teach grows your email list. Like they work together in unison. So as you go through the launch strategies, you will inherently grow the list and then you'll be even more excited to send those emails because you have more people who are opening and reading them, right? All right, let's wrap those up. So if you tried launching a course and it didn't make any sales, here are eight reasons why that might have been the case. Number one, you didn't have a big enough audience. Number two, you didn't do any warm-up or pre-launch. Number three, you didn't do a live event during your launch. Number four, you posted it on social a few times, talked about it in stories, and that was it. That was what you did for your launch. It's not enough. Number five, you did not include a deadline of some kind to encourage people to jump in now. Number six, you didn't clearly define your unique method of solving the problem that your course teaches. Number seven, you didn't position yourself as an expert enough and show up with your credentials. And number eight, you didn't send out any emails, or maybe you just didn't send out enough emails. All right, all of those things could have been one of them, it could have been a few of them. All of these things, I'm gonna tell you, would have been solved if you had used the sold method that we teach inside of Course Creator School, right? My launch strategy, the whole background of how I teach my students to create and launch courses, we do all of these things and more. There's a strategy behind every single thing I get them to do inside of this program, and there's a reason why we have laid it out the way we do. And so it is that we can have successful launches We have people coming into that program from all kinds of different industries and niches, and they are experts in different things, whether it's health, wellness, parenting, real estate, you know, whatever it might be. But it doesn't mean that they're an expert in course launching. And that is really what we dive into um, in the most, probably that's like the meatiest section, I would say, of Course Creator School. So if you're interested in learning more, we are enrolling right now for a fresh cohort of students. We've got some really fun live uh, stuff happening to help you create and launch your course in six weeks. We are talking about how to leverage AI tools to help make that happen faster and easier. We're going to do it kind of in a in a group way so that you can really stay accountable to getting all this work done in six weeks and building out this new revenue stream for your business. If you are interested in that, click on the link below with this episode. Uh, We are open. uh, Cart is closing on April, Friday, April, what is it? 21st. So if you're listening to this after April 21st, still click on the link. It will redirect you to where you need to go. If you're listening to this before April 21, now is the time to hop in. If you have any questions, if you want to get in touch with me, send me a DM over on Instagram at Gemma.BonhamCarter. I am over there all the time and can answer any questions um, that you might have. Otherwise, I hope this has been helpful. If you've had any course launches in the past, don't feel bummed out about it. Just know that it was a learning experience and now is your opportunity to kind of figure out what the, what were the lessons there. Maybe I've given you some today 
and how can you move forward and do the next one uh, with flying colors. All right, that's it for me in this episode. I'll see you next time on The Course Creator Show. That's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're ready to launch your first course, sign up for our free class in the show notes to learn my method on how to do it successfully and unlock an invite into our signature program, Course Creator School. Or if you've already launched a course and you're ready to scale and go evergreen, it is time to join us inside of The Passive Project, my membership community for experienced course creators. Head to gemmabottomcarter.com forward slash apply to submit an application. If you enjoyed this episode, leave me a rating or review or tag me over on Instagram at gemma.bottomcarter. I would love to hear from you. I'll see you next time on The Course Creator Show.